Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. All right, let's go. Jared Yellen's in the house. What's happening, Jared? I know he's on stage. I see him. 
What's there, up? What's there up? What's he up? Is. There he What's is. going on, C Rock? What's going on, Breakfast with Champions? Excited to be here. Got a lot of fun, exciting things to do. Fire for serious action. Some serious action. Hey, Jared, you're in the nice Matrix, I think. I think you're in the Matrix a little bit. Is it me or is it? Is it... I think we're good now. I was moving, okay. Okay. I was, I was I was moving locations. I should be good now. Gotcha. Okay. Good now. So, All right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so, so I'm gonna it. switch the link at the top, Jared. So um, because they put blueprinted up there, we'll talk about blueprinted later in the segment. For the first 30 minutes, guys, we're gonna talk about an initiative that Jared and Project 10K, which I'm a part of with Blueprinted and Tipperosity, my two tech platforms. Um, initiative that they're launching that'll just blow your mind and everybody in this room needs to perk up open your ears get ready to write some things down because this this uh, opportunity is life-changing so jared why don't you first of all just introduce yourself real quick while i change this link and then we'll get into that initiative yeah so uh well, i'm honored to be here my name is jared yellen founder of project 10k most importantly um i'm, I'm married to my beautiful wife Lindsay, and uh, we have currently two children i have taylee who's five and Riker, who's three and a third on the way and uh i, I am not self-proclaimed but others call me a parallel entrepreneur and i think that's the perfect way to define who I am and what I've done. I've found a way being a non-technical tech founder to build and scale a tech company from zero paying users to now over 40,000 active pay users uh, across 30 different industries. And once I did it once, I said, if I can do anything once, I can do it 10,000 times. And what was born from that is Project 10K, where we will build, scale, and sell 10,000 tech companies over the next 10 years, we're well on our way. I always say we have unmatched human infrastructure, which is truly what we have. We went from a few people on the team to a few hundred on the team in a very short period of time. And uh, we are looking and seeking and yearning to find what we call change maker entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who see the world for what it is and they are committed to inducing change. Because right now there is something in your personal or professional life that is stealing your time, your money, or both, and that something requires a solution, and you can either talk about it or you can do something about it. And those that do something about it can produce massive impact, and extremely positive economics as well. So what we stand to do is build, scale, and sell 10,000 tech companies over the next 10 years. Did I lose your mic? Everybody? See you after you no. mute it. I got stuck in the matrix. I'm not in the matrix in the chat and I pushed the wrong uh, microphone button. So it was trying to get me to talk to type in the chat instead of uh, talk to you guys. So sorry about that. <laughs> oh man, I'm such a rookie. Jesus. So no, what I want to talk about today, there's a, there's a topic of the room. First of all, let me address the topic of the room, how to keep work at work and home at home in 2022. Now I, I want to address this real quick, just so that we can say we touched on this topic for Glenn. Um, and, and by the way, shout out to Glenn Lundy. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. I'm due to connect with him, reconnect with him. And I just want to shout out to Glenn for having watch, such a wonderful space over the last year or so and allowing us to pour into people and help change lives and impact people. So the topic of the room today, you know, for me, just a real quick uh, thought on this is I don't keep work at work and home at home. Uh, what I do is I get my family involved in what I do. You see, my work is based on my mission and my mission is aligned with my family and my wife. I get them involved with it. And so, you know, there's definitely times where it's, you know, hey, let's focus on our family and we schedule time to do what we, you know, do as a family. But at the end of the day, like we're on a mission. If you think of people that are in the church or churches and different religions, they go on missions. 
when they go on missions, they bring their family with them for the most part. They actually go and sometimes live in remote areas, third world countries, and they bring the family with them. And the family gets involved with the mission. So to me, if you're looking at things the right way, your work should be part of your mission in life. Otherwise, you just have a job. And having a job is getting stuck in a, in a rut routine. Uh, you know, it, it's not a way to live life. So, and you, it doesn't mean that you have to be self-employed to, to, to have a mission and have your work be in line with your mission. But at the end of the day, you know, just having a job is not, is not a good thing to me, you know? And so I only speak from my experience and from, you know, witnessing and observing other successful people that have not just financial success, but also family success, relationship success, life success. And so I just wanted to speak to that for a minute. I know Jared is <clears throat> dedicated to being a father entrepreneur. I think that's what you call her, dadpreneur, right? And, but I also know Jared, he sets aside time for his family, but he also gets them involved in his mission. And they're entrenched in it as well. And as these young kids grow up and one on the way, I'm sure that they're going to have some kind of involvement in democratizing something. Am I right, Jared? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, like this should this should inspire everybody right now. And and what I mean by the inspire everybody part is there there are a plethora of uneven playing fields that exist in the world. So when we say we're democratizing tech, maybe that's not your calling, but there's some calling to create an even playing field. Like that's an ultimate driver. It's a universal driver. So for me, it's to democratize tech because right now to get into tech. For the most part, there's a specific pedigree that's required, and I just stand against it. So at Project 10K, it's a really cool stat. We currently have more women than men as founders. This wasn't an intentional thing. It's just this universe-conspired thing. Uh, we have almost every ethnicity represented, and we will have every ethnicity represented. We're about to do huge things with veterans, like huge. Our youngest founder is 11. Our oldest is 77, because our thesis is it's never too early and never too late to become a tech founder. Both of those founders earned their way in. They went through the exact same process that C-Rock has now gone through twice, where we look for the right person with the right idea and the right market and the right business model. So we stand to democratize tech. So my question to you is, what do you stand to democratize? What do you stand to create an even playing field for? Because there's uneven playing fields everywhere and no one deserves free lunch. Everybody has to earn their stripes. But what if you caused access? Because when you can cause access, you can create impact and then limitless financial upside potential, like limitless when you cause access. So think about that today. Think about that just, you know, again, so that we can say we covered the topic of the room so I don't get in trouble. Um, <laughs> what are you, you going to align with your family and your home? That you can say that when you're working, you're working, but you're also being at home and, so, you know, contributing to the family and, and also when you're at home, you're contributing to your mission. You know, my mission's all people are unstoppable to live in a life of their dreams. So everything that I filter through that is my, you know, everything gets filtered through that, whether it's my, my uh, hobbies, my family, my relationships, my trips that I go on, my businesses, which are now at six businesses that I operate, you know, like all that goes through that mission and it aligns and it keeps me in check, makes sure that I don't have conflict in my life and chaos. Because it's impossible to have success when there's chaos. And so um, we covered that topic now. So let's move on. <laughs> and, um, so, so I want to talk about belief today, Jared, as we're talking about your master class that you're going to be having this week. What day is that, Thursday? Uh, Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern yeah. Standard Time. 
yeah, this Thursday. I put the link at the top. And I want to talk about belief because I think belief has a lot to do with what you're doing here and what for the people that are going to attend this masterclass, they have to have belief and faith in something, right? And I noticed that with you, like one, one of the things about you and the reason we align so much is we have so much certainty and that certainty stems from, for, for all of you that, you know, are wondering like, how can I get more belief or how can I even believe when I don't believe? Like, how's that possible? I watched a TikTok video. Yeah, well, I watch TikTok sometimes. And I, and I look for certain videos that align with what I'm, what I'm, my mission. And one, one of them was Anthony Hopkins, the guy that played in many movies and Silence of the Lambs. And, and he said, belief is so important and it's been his whole catalyst for his career. And he said he actually had to fake the belief first. But the way that he was able to fake the belief was he was able to gain clarity. And so clarity will lead to belief and will lead to faith. And from there, from there, after you have that clarity, you commit and you take consistent actions towards that clear vision of what you're believing in. So Jared, a lot of this has to do with what you're talking about on Thursday and what we've been doing with Project 10K and, and the tech platforms that we've been launching. So if you want to speak to that and then also just fill in everybody about what's going on Thursday. Yeah, so, so what I stand to cause is to build, scale, and sell 10,000 tech companies over the next 10 years. And you might say, why? Like, where does that even come from? Like, what's that driving force? So the driving force for me is that I am a non-technical tech founder. So there's not an engineering bone in my entire body. My skill set is I can write direct response marketing copy and I can sell. Yet I somehow found a way to do everything that you, you could potentially do wrong while building a tech company, but actually building it and scaling it and making it pretty darn successful today. But it was grueling, it was gruesome, it was painful, it was dark, and it was somewhat unnecessary to have to go through that level of just wild levels of intensity. I mean, it almost broke up my relationship with my now wife. We were, we were just engaged at the time. Uh, it almost led to the entire demise of an already very successful business. Like it had this, like, this myriad, this ripple effect. And once I made it to the other side, I realized there has to be a better way to do this. There has to be a better way for people that have tech ideas, like you, like every one of you that are on here right now, if I had to guess, you have some form of a little black book or a note on your, on your iPhone or your Android with your ideas. These ideas matter to you. Maybe the idea is a SaaS platform, a software as a service. Maybe the idea is a new social media platform. Maybe the idea is a marketplace. There's some tech idea that currently lives in what I call a napkin. And what I wanted to cause was a safe place for someone like you to have the chance to go on a journey called Bill Scale and Sell. Because that journey in the space of tech leads to what I call having your all, whatever that means to you. So having your all for me is freedom. I, I demand freedom in every aspect of my life. And the way that I've caused it is by building and scaling a tech company and now tech companies. And I just know that that's the path from my experience that gives you access to your all fastest because the economics become extraordinary. The impact is so meaningful and it's just damn fun. Like I tell all of our founders, you guys are the sexy tech founders. Every room that you enter for the rest of your life, you have swagger because when you introduce yourself to other people, whether it's a networking event or a social event, the odds of there being other tech founders there is very rare. That's still an anomaly. And when you're an anomaly, you stand out. 
So I empower them to go out there and to speak their truth and to speak into the solution that they're causing in the world. So for me, my point of clarity was doing tech alone is not just lonely, it's unnecessary. So what that led to was building a tech ecosystem, a place where entrepreneurs from around the world can come to pitch their tech ideas. Ideas as early as a napkin concept where there's not even a company set up yet, it's just a concept as mature as what we call a minimum viable company, so an MVC. So, so just a minimum viable product, something very minimal, really not cash flowing yet, not even launched yet, but they put a little bit of resources into it. And what we look for are four major criteria, the right person with the right idea in the right market and the right business model. And within each of those domains, there's a ton of nuance. There's eight criteria to the right person. There's a dozen criteria to the right idea. There's a half dozen things to the right market and there's a half dozen things to the right business model. So we're really, we, we go through an enormous like, amount of time and energy and effort to make the decision. But once we make the decision, we co-found a company with that entrepreneur. But one of the things that we look for, which is what Mike was just alluding to, is we look for entrepreneurs that don't second guess themselves because the moment you second guess yourself, you lose clarity because then you're questioning a thesis that you haven't even had a chance to prove right or wrong. So we want entrepreneurs who are willing to have the courage to go out there and prove their thesis the first time that that thesis comes to their mind. Because what the average person will do is think about something at least a dozen times before they make one decision. And for me and for Mike and for many of you, while they're making one decision, but thinking about it 12 times, we've just made 12 decisions. And even if every one of our decisions fell short, we still are dramatically outpacing them. So why do I share that with you? Because I can guarantee right now there's a tech idea that's living inside of you and you don't know where to go with it. And that's why we're hosting this exciting masterclass. It's Thursday evening. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. It's Project 10K dot com forward slash masterclass and what we're going to do is walk you through a process that we've already walked through this process with with over a hundred companies that we co-founded in our first year where we help you uncover the right tech idea with the potential for an exit because when you launch any business your goal should be to have an exit people tell me all the time but jared i don't want to ever sell the company well that's what you say right now but everybody should want to at least have the opportunity to sell the company you want to at least build enough value quickly enough so someone wants to transact with you. You're in the driver's seat. So you don't have to sell, but you should want to sell because that burning desire to want to sell is going to lead to you taking massive action faster. So you produce massive value really quickly. So I'm going to literally walk you through exactly what we've done now with, with over 140 entrepreneurs so that they were able to uncover the right tech idea with the potential for an exit. We're also going to speak into what we call Project 10K Validation Testing. This is what makes us unique. It's what Mike was alluding to before. We are officially bringing what we call our validation challenge to the world. We've been doing this behind the scenes. It's extraordinary what happens with it. And we now want to do this at scale. We want to do this with you. If you have a software as a service on a napkin or a social platform on a napkin or a marketplace on a napkin or some tech idea on a napkin, and you go through our process and we say, yes, there's potential here. Let's move forward. Let's co-found. We're going to invite you to participate in the validation challenge, which I'm going to speak into in great detail on Thursday night. It's a very cool experience to in, in order to protect 
your idea and the viability around it. At this moment, there's two extremes in the tech industry because the tech industry is completely broken and I've been in this industry now for a while. So I can say that with certainty. And the reason why it's broken is that people like you that have tech ideas do one of two things. They either do nothing, which is completely suboptimal because that idea might be your potential just on a napkin right now. So that means that you might die with your greatest idea inside or they do too much. And too much looks like I'm going to invest one year, two years, three years, and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into an idea that isn't even remotely validated yet. So what we're doing is we're disrupting both extremes. We're creating a new access point, and that new access point is called the validation challenge. I'm going to go into great detail on what this is. But if you have a tech idea right now, like when I'm speaking, you feel like I'm literally speaking right to you. And that idea is a SaaS platform, a marketplace, a social media platform, an enterprise level technology, a business technology, anything, some solution that's currently stealing your time, your money, or both. I need you to show up on Thursday night so you can understand what it looks like to go through and get that idea validated. I also want to speak into ways that you can scale really any business, but specifically tech without having to pay Mark Zuckerberg. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I was a fan but I'm not a fan. I don't stand for what Facebook has done in the world. And I've had to guess you feel the same way. So how do you scale without paying Zucks? Because all that I know is my first tech company has scaled to tens of thousands of paying users and I've never ran one Facebook ad. So how did I do it? I used what I call the greatest capital on planet earth called relationship capital. Mike Searock is a master of this. So we're gonna speak into how to scale because when you go on a journey to build, scale, and then sell, you have to scale to sell. And I'd rather see you scale leveraging meaningful relationships than hoping and praying that one of your ads on Facebook converts. I'm not saying there's no place for that, but that can't be the primary strategy. In addition, I'm going to go into great detail on what does it even mean to have a co-founder in your tech company? Because I didn't for my first go at this. And I will say that the universe conspired for me to win so that I could help you win with your next tech company, but it was painful. There were such dark moments on that journey for me because I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know who to trust. I had no idea who to confide in. And this is years ago, so there wasn't the type of tech ecosystems that exist today. But what we've built from an ecosystem perspective at Project 10K is just literally unmatched from our team to our co-founders, to our investors, to our strategic alliances. It's going to speak into why having a co-founder in a tech company is absolutely essential. And then finally, I'm going to invite you to join us and go into a process with us, which is our due diligence process to eventually enter the validation challenge. And that should excite you immensely because if you have a tech idea right now that you scribbled on a piece of paper and you're just holding it in your wallet and it's burning a hole in your back pocket, this is the chance to actualize it. Let's use C-Rock as an example with Blueprinted. A little over a year ago, Mike shared this vision with me. And the vision was, we have to find a way to disrupt personal and professional development because I invest multiple six figures every year into courses and workshops and masterminds and I fully immerse myself. I take 100% responsibility to produce the outcome that the trainer is teaching me to produce. And for some reason, I often fall short and I can't figure out why. And I said, Mike, can you imagine that if you wanted to bake a cake, the only way to bake that cake 
would be to watch a 60 minute video, have to finish the video in its entirety and then bake the cake. Do you think you'd fall short? He's like, yeah, there's no way I do it right. The cooking industry has it right. The cooking industry gives you the exact ingredients and the exact steps to produce the exact outcome. But for some reason, the personal professional development industry expects you to watch a 60 minute to three hour video to a vault of 197 hours of content to figure out how to go from A to B. I don't get it. I know you don't get it. And C-Rock definitely didn't get it because what blueprinted represented for C-Rock is something that was stealing both his time and his money. His time and his money, because he'd go through the courses, he'd go to the events, he'd spend a lot, a lot of money on these things, but he wasn't getting the result that he expected or that was promised to him. And it wasn't because of the trainer or the mentor. They're awesome. It was because of the way that the personal professional development industry disperses information. So we disrupted it. We built Blueprinted, which is a step-by-step -step process to produce any outcome you want in your life where we crowdsource genius and we put it in a marketplace for you. That was an idea on a piece of paper. It was a problem. It was an inefficiency. And instead of C-Rock complaining about it, he executed on it. Another great example is Dr. Stephanie from Ohio. Dr. Stephanie was watching a, a, a masterclass literally just like this, uh, probably about a year ago. And she heard me say that statement. Look at your personal and professional life. What is stealing your time, your money, your both? She went into her dental practice the next day and she has a, she's a million dollar dental office. And she said to her staff, what's stealing our time, our money, or both? And they said, our largest expense. And she goes, what is our largest expense? And they said, missed appointments. The largest expense in every dental practice is missed appointments. And for them, it was a massive inefficiency because when somebody canceled an appointment, even if it was days in advance, they would often not be able to fill it because they couldn't make enough phone calls to get people in the door. So we were able to take Dr. Stephanie through the validation challenge, which you're about to learn about on Thursday night. And in 45 days, we launched an MVC, a minimum viable company called Canceled with a K, K-A-N-C-L-D.com. Check it out if you're a dentist. And it's a rescheduling software for dentists. We're now going to open it up to chiropractors and stylists as well. And I am positive within the first year, we'll have 5,000 paying users on that platform. Uh, inefficiency in Dr. Stephanie's life that was stealing her time and her money that has now led to a limitless scale solution, a limitless scale tech company. And Dr. Stephanie is non-technical. There was not one day in her entire life she woke up thinking she'd be a tech founder ever, never, that never showed up for her. And now she is. So the reason I'm bringing this up and the reason that, that Mike invited me into this group is because we know there's tech ideas in this group. And we do have an ulterior motive. It's to build, scale, and sell 10,000 tech companies over the next 10 years. And our ulterior motive should become your motive. It should become your motive because that idea sitting on a piece of paper right now has zero value. It produces zero impact. And it's not going to change your life. But what it will change your life is when you execute on it. And that's what Thursday night's about. I'm just going to walk you through a process so that you're prepared to go through our experience with us so that we can say yes or no with regards to co-foundership. So check it out, project10k.com forward slash masterclass. I'd love to have every one of you there. I can guarantee you there are dozens of tech companies right here, right now in this room that are waiting to be born. Back to you, Mike.
Yeah. So if you're listening to that and it, and it spoke to you, don't don't not go to that class. Take the time to go to it. If if you think that you may have a tech idea in the future, go to that just so you can learn. Let me tell you something. The multiples on tech when we sell tech companies, when you exit a tech company, is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you're looking at seven to twenty times. Seven to twenty times. No. Hey, listeners! If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five: Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. What is it? Seven to fifteen times top line revenue. Seven to seven to twenty. So when it when it's a SaaS platform, so SaaS is software yeah. as a service. I'm sure every one of you are paying for some form of SaaS platforms in your personal or professional life. And the way that SaaS cap platforms have started to get valued is no longer off of earnings, also known as EBITDA, because for the most part in early stage tech, you keep reinvesting back into the company to grow it. So there's not that much earnings. Um, so they don't value it off of that, but instead they value it off of other factors, but predominantly off of top line revenue. So seven to as high as 20 times top line revenue, depending on the industry you're in and the speed at which you got to that point. Let's use canceled as an example. So canceled is the rescheduling software for dentists, soon to be chiropractors and then hairstylists as well. And canceled on average is $150 a month. Dr. Stephanie currently uses it in her practice. And in one week she rescheduled 22 appointments and her average visit for the reschedules was $200. So we were able to automatically reschedule over $4,000 of revenue that would have been lost. So a large percentage that would not have rescheduled. So as a result, $4,000 of revenue was produced for $150 a month. Like it's, it's remarkable. But when canceled has 5,000 paying users, it's a $6 million company. And then that company will be valued at anywhere from seven to 20 times top line revenues. So let's just say it's five times top line revenue, okay? Five times, because I said to you in 365 days from our official launch, we'll have 5,000 users on that platform, which means we're a $6 million ARR annual recurring revenue business. So if we then just apply even a lower valuation, five times top line revenue, it's a $30 million business in a year. I just don't know where else that can happen. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not. But when you truly assess your life and you say, what's stealing my time, my money, or both, and you dig into that, and something shows up, and you don't think twice, you don't start asking your friends, you just go with it. And what going with it means is you come through our process so that we can identify with you, is this even viable? And if we mutually define that it's viable, we then put it into the validation challenge so we can validate it and hit a specific KPI, which is a key performance indicator, traditionally a revenue target, very quickly so that we can then prove to investors and alliances like we are here to play. This is not an idea, this is a viable company now that we can then reinvest that, that KPI revenue back into the company for growth or we can fundraise off of data because when you could fundraise off of data, a KPI, you get much more significant valuation. We're on our way for the journey, build, scale, sell. It's not easy, but you're not gonna do it alone because the doing it alone part makes it impossible. But doing it, what we say together, makes it fun, makes it exciting, makes it an immense learning opportunity for you. So 
I want to invite you guys right now not to think, but just to act and head over to project10k.com forward slash masterclass. Register for it. We'll spend 90 minutes together. It's Thursday night. It will be recorded, but show up live. I'm going to make it interactive. We'll give you really cool resources to serve you in advance of the experience as well. And uh, here's my hope, my ulterior motive, Mike's ulterior motive. We want to co-found a tech company with you. And our ulterior motive should become your motive. Because when that happens, life just gets damn sexy. And like I said, we tell our founders, when you go to an event, you're the sexy tech founder in the room, which is a swagger. Because if there's 300 people there, there probably aren't any tech founders. And now there is. So I invite you to take action, project10k.com forward slash masterclass. I wish I could stay for more time. I just had another call that it was previously scheduled to see you off. I'll turn it back to you. Appreciate all of you and Glenn in the, in the Breakfast with Champions room, and I'll be back for sure. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Go get on your call. Appreciate you, brother. And guys, just so you know, like we have attention from large investors, tech companies, like major tech companies watching what we're doing already. We have NBA players, celebrities. We have, um, you know, I'm, I'm partnered actually with a former NBA player that was a number one draft pick or for uh, first round draft pick by the Milwaukee Bucks, Larry Sanders. We just had our friends and family event last night or yesterday afternoon and um, already have commitments for investors. So we have this whole thing lined up where it's, you know, HR, legal, go to market, fundraising, development. Like we have all that. So you don't need to know all that stuff. All you need to do is have an idea and be willing to learn as much as possible and have belief a relentless belief that you're going to achieve something, that you're going to solve a problem in this world. And, you know, I, I can tell you that from the people that I've seen, we've had some amazing people come through, some amazing uh, transformations. I mean, even myself, guys, I, I can tell you right now that, you know, I don't even recognize myself from when I started this journey about a year and a half ago with these two companies. And we want to change lives. We want to transform you. The company, the success you have with the company is one thing. The economic event that may take place when you exit the company is, is great, but it's who you become on that journey. And I can tell you right now that it's created more and more certainty in me in achieving things in life. And I, I've, I was already pretty certain. So I want to open up the floor for the final 30 minutes here to chat about any takeaways from that, questions you have, but also let's talk business. Like if you have a challenge right now, because I, you know, I'm a big fan of masterminding, and I'd love to hear something that may be on your heart today. Maybe you woke up this morning with some uncertainty. Maybe there's a, a particular challenge you're dealing with. Maybe it's an imaginary one that's just got you stuck, which happens to all of us. But I really want to get involved here and uh, dive deep into what you're dealing with today, and so that I can help you proceed, and maybe some other people in here can contribute, of course, as well, because great minds together can accomplish wonderful things. And if you're just joining us real quick before we get into this, this is Mike C. Rocco. My friends call me C. Rock. And I just had Jared Yellen on my partner in the tech space. I put the link at the top for his masterclass Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Join that. It's going to teach you how to come up with a tech idea and then what to do about that if you do come up with a tech idea. And uh, let's get started. Let's kick it off, man. So who, who'd like to go? And by the way, if you're in the audience, raise your hand. I'll bring you up because I'd love to hear anybody in the audience's challenges they're dealing with. Now, I know, I don't know how many people we have on stage, probably 20-some, 30-some. I know some people on this stage are dealing with something that's some uncertainty, 
a challenge, a project, or something that you would look at as a problem. And it just takes one person to be vulnerable and transparent and share that so other people can also share. And your problem is probably not your own. I'm sure somebody else in this room with 150, 160 some people in here. So somebody else is dealing with a similar issue and you could help them by sharing. So let's unmike and uh, let's do this. Who's got it? Wow, everybody's perfect today. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing. I'm not perfect, C Rock. It's Kevin. All right, let's go. Let's go, <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. So let's go, um, Kevin, and then the next the lady. So um, you know, I, I you know, you know where I come from. You know, I come from, you know, a sales background and you know, I come from, you know, working at Rainsoft. That was really kind of my first job ever. Um, you know, at a very, very young age. So you know, I was always basically taught to, you know, go to somebody's house, do a demonstration, sell them the deal, you know, collect my commission check at the end of the week, you know, and now my company is, you know, a lot different. I have to build a company. I have to have, you know, multiple different departments and um, I'm having a major trouble, you know, with actually trying to get the right people on board with me because right now I have a company and I don't really, I am the CEO of the company right now, but I really do not desire to be the CEO. I know I don't have the ability to take the company to where I want to take it. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to hire people, but I'm also thinking I'm trying to hire CEOs or somebody that has the potential, you know, to actually run the company. Um, so I guess that's my biggest problem is, is trying to find the right team um, to come and help me be successful because I do have an exit plan. Um, and, you know, my exit plan is, is very large. You know, my company, I won't sell it for less than $3 billion. Um, so that's what I want to build is I want to build a $3 billion company and I want to sell it so that I can do other things. Um, but thank right. you if anybody can help me there. All right. So first of all, for those of you who don't know, I started in in-home sales back in the day. 1998, I got a job selling water treatment systems in homes, driving all over the place on the Delmarva Peninsula. Hour and a half each way sometimes. I would sell systems to big houses, little houses, trailers, single wide trailers to clean their water, to help them get cleaner water. And we would do demonstrations, and that was what Kevin was talking about with Rainsoft. I did that actually for nine years, and I got better and better, but I cut my teeth in sales doing that. And so I know what he's talking about. Um, but here's the thing. One thing I want to tell you, a couple things, I'll, and I'll open it up for anybody else that wants to throw in some. First and foremost, to get good people, you need to be established and clear on what you're looking for. And first, you start off by knowing your mission, being clear on what you want to accomplish. Sounds like you are kind of clear of that but also having some core values. And, you know, my core values are in my bio. If anybody wants to see them at the bottom, you can scroll down. It's an acronym for vitals. And every letter, of course, in an acronym stands for something. My team in my company knows every single one of those core values. If you ask them what those values are, they'll tell you. If I walk into a company and employees do not know the core values, they can't like announce them right away, the person that's leading those people should be fired. <laughs> because the core values allow you to establish expectations. It allows you to establish a management system that doesn't have to have somebody sitting there managing someone. It's like a little person on their shoulder. 
it's allowed it allows you to have something to make decisions through to filter decisions through it um, allows you to communicate with your employees through the core values when i'm talking to my employees when we're talking about business we talk through our core values you know i have vibes matter and emotions are contagious if anybody's off with that we talk about that hey look you know vibes matter and emotions are contagious you know we don't want to spread that, that you know those those kind of vibes so let's make sure we straighten that up i in vitals is imagine no lids endless potential anybody that starts talking small tar- starts talking about why we can't achieve something we remind them of the i in vitals imagine we use our imagination no lids endless potential right somebody starts blaming someone t take 100 responsibility we don't get into the blame game everything's on each of us so i could go through all of those but but my point is is to have those ahead of time establish core values for yourself with the team that you have now and then when you go to look for someone you hire and fire through your core values and if somebody doesn't align with your core values it's, an, it's not a problem you just no, no nothing personal you send them on their way because you're not just holding your company back but you're holding that individual back because if they don't align with the core values they're not going to do as well as they should do and they're not going to advance and grow in your company so that's where i would start i know there's tons of things you can do and also know that you're not always going to get the top performers recruiting wise a lot of the people that are with me, the majority of them, we've developed from scratch. They were good people aligned with the core values and we built them from there. So anybody else want to chime in on that topic? Thank you so much. All right, anybody else? All right, let's go to the next, next question, next challenge. You could also comment on what we talked about earlier. Uh, Robin, I saw you on mic. Hi, I uh, have been dealing with health challenges, and so my um, my focus is on improving health. The other part of that is struggling to just raise a family these days, and so I am um, taking an early retirement and switching careers. So um, I'm doing these simultaneously, and. Um, while they could be perceived as problems, I'm uh, moving to make a difference in my life and the life of my lives of my family. Um, but some days are struggles. <laughs> Thank you. I am done. Okay. Well, let's start off by first of all your picture. I love your profile picture because my mission is that all people are unstoppable to live in a life of their dreams. I see that it says unstoppable. So I love that, first of all. Second of all, we have to be careful of the story that we tell ourselves because the words that come out of our mouths are the story that we're gonna live. And so I make sure that I have my mission, which I just told you, and then I make sure that my thoughts, words, actions, and my environment go towards my mission and not away from my mission. They're building my mission and not tearing my mission down. And when we talk about struggling, a lot of you can say, yeah, but I'm being, just being real. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. We're, we're telling ourselves it's a struggle. So what are you going to experience after those words come out of your mouth? Struggle. Struggle. <laughs> so let's start thinking about the story that we tell ourselves. You see, I grew up around a lot of brokenness, a lot of broken people. We're all broken to some extent, but there's, this was, this was serious, like drugs, mental, can you know conditions suicide depression anxiety overdosing on medication but i noticed one thing alcoholism you know i noticed one thing 
that all of my family had a story of why they were in those conditions. And they were living out those stories that they were telling themselves. And for some reason, me as a young child would never buy their BS. I don't know what it was, but I just knew that what they were saying wasn't, didn't make sense to me. So I would call them out on it, which led to some resentment at times. But at the end of the day, I was better off because if they didn't want to be around me because I was calling them out on their BS and they were living out stories they were telling themselves that were destructive, I didn't want to be around that anyway. So first and foremost, Robin, let's start talking about turning our problems into projects. Because you see, when we go through struggles, and there's, there's many mention of this in the Bible as well about struggles, embracing struggles and enjoying struggles and suffering. Just think about this for a second. I'm not trying to turn anybody into a sadomasochist. But if you can learn to enjoy the tough times and the suffering, imagine what a great life you'd have. Right. So what I, one thing I do is I look for the times that it gets a little bit more difficult, quote unquote. It's not as I expect it to be. It's not as easy or comfortable as I expect it to be. And I have a little trigger inside of me that says, oh, it's time to time to have some fun. Let's go. And so that's just the way I approach things. And it makes a difference for me. So look at this. You, you woke up today. We all woke up today. We could have not woken up. And when we wake up, the first thing that comes to my mind is thank you. And I can't wait to attack the opportunities of the day. What are my projects today? How can I impact this planet today? And I start asking those questions. And then when things come my way that are not as expected or as other people would expect, I realize that's something that was put in front of me because, and I believe in God, that God put in front of me because he knows that I'm able to handle it. Because you see, all of us in this room that are listening to my voice right now and that are sharing in this conversation have survived everything that you've gone through so far this, this, you know, this lifetime. So that's my approach to it. Anybody else want to speak to that? Okay. Okay. Everybody's awful quiet today, man. What hey, C-Rock, this is Ramon Ray. There How he is. You? There he is. I needed some energy, some Ramon energy. I, sometimes Let's I go. feel like talk too much and I like to give the stage to others. But C-Rock, listen, I think what you just said is amazing. David Goggins, you know, uh, well-known, you know, multi-time black uh, special forces guy. Uh, he said a similar thing, you know, like he got used to being uncomfortable and so people couldn't hurt him. He was so used to being the lowest totem pole, as it were, and I know you get what I'm saying, that all he could go was up. So I just wanted to affirm that I hear your spirit. You're not saying enjoy dropping your ice cream cone every day. No, that's a life of insanity. But you're saying if you get used to it, it's too hot, maybe a little too cold, don't have as much money as my want, and then do better, but you're comfortable being uncomfortable, life is great. So I like that C-Rock, and I try to live the same thing myself. You know, oh, this happened, or that happened. Let's keep moving on and do better next time. So well done. And thank you, brother, for all you sharing your guest. Amazing insights. I can't wait to join the master class and we all learn. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And uh, let's give her to the word try. All right. I can't because wait to join the Because all we need to do is just make a decision to try. do. I'm going to do it. How's that? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not even talking about the master class. You said, and I'm not, I hate to pick people's words apart, but I care. So you said you try to turn like these unexpected. Look, we need to stop trying. We need to make decisions. This isn't just for Ramon. This is for all of us. I say try sometimes and I catch myself. Amen. We need to decide and be. Decide and do. You either you are or you aren't. There ain't no in between. We get problems when we get stuck in maybes. 
we get let me say that again we get we have problems what gets us into trouble is when we get stuck in maybes and a try is definitely a maybe guys so i hope that spoke to you man and i love your picture and let's let's, Absolutely. let's pay attention to the story that we tell ourselves amen all right who else who else we have here hey see rockets anna what's up anna hey so loving this conversation can't wait to get on the master class and uh it, you know, it just reminds me to just keep in mind that life, I truly believe in every cell of my being is happening for us and not to us. There is a lesson in everything. I, I, I'm sure many people have experienced it as well. How many times has a door closed that's been heartbreaking or disappointing? And then a month or two or five years or 10 years later, you look back and say, thank God, because that repelled me in a completely different direction that was meant for me. So to not look at quote unquote setbacks as a negative, but one as a lesson and two, just know that, and I'm a believer as well, um, God knows better, right? And I think as we go through life and we experience those those closed doors and then see the other ones have opened that are even better than we could have imagined that the faith in moving forward through the unknown um, becomes easier. So just try and keep in mind, life is happening for us. It's happening for you, not to you. And, uh, and just try and see the lessons and the blessings and the change of the trajectory of your life and um, what we thought we wanted and that something better is actually down the road for us. So thank you for this conversation. I always love when, when you're on stage because I so align with what your perspectives and your thoughts and your beliefs. And, um, and yeah, so looking forward to the masterclass. See you guys there. Thank you, Anna. Appreciate that. You know, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've grinded on something. And like when I say grinded on something, like I wanted it so bad and I did moved hell or high water to get it and sacrificed some things that I probably shouldn't have sacrificed and, you know, relationships that were good relationships that in my younger days, I just thought I wanted something, whether it was a girl, right? When I was younger, like there's been times and I, and I end up dating the, uh, this young lady and she ends up. It just wasn't a good connection. So let's put it that way. <laughs> I take full responsibility for that. We weren't in alignment, whether it was a company or an opportunity or partnering with someone I thought would be awesome to partner with. And it turned out to be a nightmare or just didn't work. You know, I'm a big believer in doing everything you can at any moment, the best of your abilities at that moment, making sure you're aligned with your mission and then let the chips fall where they may surrendering. You know, the surrender experiment was a great book and I read that and I just, I've been practicing that and it's been uh, phenomenal. So thank you, Anna. Anybody else? Hey, yes. Yeah. Good morning. -Rock. Uh, this is Gloria. Hold on, Gloria. So I'm going to let you go first, Gloria, but I also want to know who the other person is speaking so I can go to you next. That was me, Jonathan. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, you're next after Gloria. Thank you. Go ahead, Gloria. Yes. Good morning. You know, uh, C-Rock, I was listening to you. Uh, attentively, and uh, I just love the way you check words. I mean, because uh, there's been a time, and, and still today, uh, I check words. Uh, the reason why you check words is because words are, number one, very, very powerful. As you speak the words into the environment, you will have what you say. You know, when Jesus said, let there be light, there was light. Okay, so your words are powerful, and we have to recognize that words can make us or break us. Words can, they're so powerful. They can make our families, they can break our families and friends. 
Okay, so we must be very, very mindful on a daily basis of the words that we speak because they will definitely come to pass. Okay, your words have the capability to command your environment, including your physical bodies. So the reason why I'm saying that, I mean, you know, like my, my, my ears are like tuned in to the words people speak, and I will correct you. I'll check you. But it's not for, for, for you to be intimidating or to embarrass you or anything like that. It's to bless you and help you. You don't want to say what you don't want in your life. Why would you say, I am sick just all the time? I'm just so sick. What does the word of God tell you about yourself? He says, by stripes you were healed. Speak the word and speak the word only. Speak positive, positive affirmations, okay? And you're going to have what you say. And this Ms. Is Gloria, Gloria, Ms. Gloria, Ms. Gloria, yes. have you ever heard somebody in anybody in this room, have you ever heard somebody, all they say all the time is, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired yes. of this. They say yes. they're sick and they say they're tired and then they're sick and tired. Yes, they're <laughs> sick and tired, they're sick and tired, right? So you, you will definitely have what you say. You will have what you say. I am a firm believer in that. You know, I say my affirmations daily. I speak positivity over my family, friends, myself. And I don't look at circumstances. I don't look at my circumstances. You know what? Because let me tell you what circumstances will do for you. They'll cause you to sink. You know, like like Peter walking on the water, okay? As long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was walking on that water. The moment the winds came, which represents our circumstances in life, Peter took his eyes off Jesus. He looked at the wind which represents our circumstances, and he began to sink. So with that being said, I'm saying to you, keep your eyes on the prize and not on the circumstances. This is Gloria, and I land my plane. 100%. Great words by Miss Gloria. Great words. And by the way, you know, in, in order to point things out to people, you have to be careful with that because you have to live to the standard that you're talking. You know, it, it does me no good to be a leader and not, and not operate, live, express my myself through the standards that I expect others to keep. And, you know, then you become a fraud. You become what's called capping, right? And you hear that a lot on this app, a lot of capping. <laughs> and I didn't even know what that meant before I got on Clubhouse, truthfully. <laughs> so, but uh, Jonathan, you had some words for us. Uh, let me unmute this thing here. Okay. Yeah, so uh, just a couple of things real quick. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, uh, C-Rock, and all the other moderators that bring that massive energy in the morning. Uh, I listen to you guys, and I'm like, dang, if I could only, like, extract some of that, which I am. Um, and I also want to give some big thanks to, uh, to, first of all, the Glenn, the founder of this, uh, who had the intestinal fortitude to launch out here and make this massive uh, room, which so many great people come on. It's like a master class every day. I also want to give a big shout out to my good buddy, the beautiful one, Renee Knorr, for constantly prompting me to get involved. And to Mary Lynn, who I've never met in my life, but she, she always makes sure if I log on uh, before around 6.30, she pops me onto the stage so I can have an opportunity to speak. So I just want to thank those people right there. Um, just everything you said really resonated with me, uh, especially about what you just mentioned about not being a fraud, 
and having to live out whatever it is your your philosophy is. As, as a guy who's been in ministry for 30 years, one of the things I've always said, hey, if the preacher can't go, th go through anything, we're all in trouble. Well, the Lord said, okay, that, that's a good statement. I'm going to put you through it in real time. So in 2017, I, I thought I had a simple digestive problem. turned out to be I had a rare disease where I had to get an operation, emergency operation, where they sheared off six inches of my intestine and say, hey, we're going to put you in a bag for about nine months. And you can come on back and put you back together. I will tell you, there were nights in that recovery, 13 days of peace in the hospital, where I, I teetered. I had to really, really, really ask the Lord to help me get through the process. And the one thing I was very appreciative to, I would not even want this to happen to my, en my enemy, but at the end of it, I had to have the same conclusion that you just mentioned, David mentioned in the Bible. He said, it was good for me to have been afflicted because now I can teach my brother. In other words, it changed my ministry from not just sympathy but empathy because I had went through these two major operations, had had my faith tested severely as I thought a couple of times, uh-oh, <laughs> I mean, I survived this one. Uh, and then the Lord allowed me through the healing process to actually have such an uplifted attitude in the hospital that people were calling me Superman because of the speed of the recovery and the fact that I just kind of went around saying, all right, look, man, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through it with a smile. We're going to try to minister to people while we're here and make it happen. So, uh, yeah, just very appreciative of the words you've been bringing. Everyone here on this in this club is just phenomenal. And I appreciate you for letting me grab the stage for just a little minute to share with the great ones. Uh, and I'm landing the jet, releasing the mic. Love it. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for being here, man. It's great to hear your voice. And I'm glad that you had that experience for the purpose of what you became because of it. And um, keep coming back. Keep coming back. Guys, by the way, I set a target out earlier on for 150. I don't forget about targets for sharing the room. We got the 96 and I want to thank all of you that shared so far, but let's get the 150 before Tyrone pool segment comes up here at nine o'clock, the top of the hour. You got five minutes to get the 150. If you've shared already, do it again, do it again. Put something witty, funny, get people in here. Let's share it. Cause I know Tyrone is going to speak into the people today. I know we have five minutes left with me and everybody else that's chi uh, chiming in here. We can definitely change some lives today. So please help me with that. I see it's climbing up to 104. We need 46 more. Don't be the one that keeps us from the 150, guys. Don't be that one. We're doing it for other people. We're giving. It's a method of giving today. And giving is starts a cycle, which then turns into receiving. So uh, while we have the last four minutes, I had one more person. I think I heard a voice that said, can I go next? I'm not sure who that was. If you want to chime in, and then I'm going to fill you in on a couple things I have going on. So who was that? Was there a lady? Hi, Okay. Can you hear me well? Uh, it's kind of echoey. Is there... uh, sorry, I'm doing my one hour piece to work. <laughs> um, thank you so much for the room. Thank you, Rock. Thank you so for bringing me up. Um, I, I had an issue where I was pitching to a few investors yesterday. There was probably about five of them. I guess it was their council. And I had all these ideas and finances so I can get a team together so we can make this really work. And not even a couple of hours later, all of a sudden I hear that they're opening rooms and going to different apps with my ideas, with almost the same plan that I had exactly. And because they had the finances to do it and the team to do it, they chose to do it without me. And like right now, I'm riddled with anxiety. I'm doing this hour and a half commute, and 
and I just don't know how to move forward with this idea without that backing while they are actually doing it in place of me because they have what I don't have. It's the funds and the team. So, you know, I think that it was a blessing that I came across this room um, maybe to get some gems or some understanding on what could I do next? Like, how can I get past them? And it's just like, I don't, I don't want to gate me because I want the community to come in and join me in doing these great things. But then every time I open my mouth, my ideas are just snatched away. And I'll, I'll lay my plane there. Thank you so much. All right, Charming. So first of all, a couple things I'm going to, throw out to you first of all is it a tech idea by the way or no um in a way yes okay well i would consider i i would consider one thing going to the master class it's free this thursday so check that out one thing i'm going to tell you from the start and if you if you're doing all this great i'm just giving you some suggestions one surround yourself with people that align with your mission and your values because when you do that and you surround yourself with the right people, you will be introduced to those types of people as well because those people know those types of people and those types of people will not steal ideas. That's one. So pay, pay attention. This is one of the most important things in my life and I can share with you is that not just your words, thoughts, and actions need to align with your mission and your core values, but also your environment. Your environment is so important. And when you let a fox in the hen house, you can expect to have some dead or missing hens. So that's the first thing I'll say to you. Second of all is there's more than one car dealership or types of car manufacturers. There's more than one fast food restaurant. There's more than one, uh, you know, hair products. There's more than one. There's more than one. There's multiples. So if somebody steals something from you, you just need to figure out a way to do it better than them. And you need to find out who can help you and who you can surround yourself with that can help you that you can trust. So. If you're, if you're hanging around, you know, in those rooms, I don't know if it's a clubhouse room or what, and there's people that you don't know who they are, you have no idea where they came from, their, their pedigree, their background, their experience, I would be careful about being in those places and sharing your ideas. But if you're around people like myself who has a background, or Jared Yellen who was on here earlier that has a background who Grant Cardone invested with, who we have others very, very influential, powerful people that have decided to be around us because of our integrity, because of our experience, and because of our core values, then you're going to be in a lot safer place. So that's what I'll say to that. Um, I'll be happy to talk offline regarding that. We're running short on time. It's nine o'clock already. I'm heading to LA tomorrow for a week. I'll be on here next Tuesday, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific, and uh, look forward to all of you being on this masterclass on Thursday with Jared Yellen and the team, phenomenal. That links to the top. And with that being said, until next time, it's your boy C-Rock. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.